Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Hummel filling in for Aaron Flint, and all we hear about is Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. Um, Politico this morning, uh, the whole thing is pretty much about how Nikki Haley um, is going and and doing so well, and can can Nikki Haley overtake Trump and all of this stuff. Uh, And meanwhile... Um, according to according to uh, the Real Clear Politics average, um, DeSantis is still ahead of Haley. So so why is why is the obsession about Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley when DeSantis is still in second place? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. There was this statement from yesterday's Politico I wanted to read. So the Washington Post. And so yesterday we talked about this Joe Biden corruption, and I've got a whole another set of stories here on the Joe Biden corruption story. But this is this is what the Washington Post is, is pushing. Quote, instead of using his majority to methodically flesh out the existing allegations against the president, Comer and Jordan found themselves offering up, offering up baseless or debunked allegations to a conservative media ravenous for them. The result is that the House is on the brink of impeaching Biden with little more to point to than what Comer had last year at this time. Vague, unproven insinuations that maybe Biden might have done something bad. In other words, they're saying there's no evidence that, that Biden did anything wrong. No evidence that Biden did anything wrong. How absurd. We keep hearing that. Meanwhile, we keep pointing out, actually, we've got thousands and thousands of pages of bank records, uh, uh, bank account statements. We've got all of these different shell companies. We've got copies of the checks. We've got all of these different things. And Biden and the Democrats have not answered a single question or a single issue um, about all of these um things that we've been raising and, and issues that we've been coming up with and, and they won't explain it they will not um they will not bring any uh explanation to any of these different things um couple of montana stories climate the, the climate kids are asking the montana supreme court to deny montana's request for a pause on the decision uh <clears throat> this is just from this is from a week ago i didn't have a chance to get to this yet but attorneys for the climate kids told the Montana Supreme Court it should deny the DOJ's request to pause the district court's decision because they say the state attorneys did not follow proper legal procedure in filing the request. Uh, The reality is is that that decision needs to be put on pause because it's going to do horrific damage to our state. If it's not, the attorneys for the 16 climate kids argued the case shows Montana to be in violation of its state constitution by not accounting for greenhouse gas emissions and climate impacts when issuing permits. Oh my word. Well, how, how, how much does a permit here in Montana impact greenhouse gas emissions when China's the biggest greenhouse gas emitter and they're not doing anything? Attorneys for Gianforte, the DEQ, the DNRC, the DOT asked uh, the order to be stayed and paused while the appeal goes on, which it should be. That's this. This case is almost like the Colorado Supreme Court case. These cases have been tried everywhere around the country. They've all been dismissed except for this one and that one. 
securing America. As Border Patrol sources tell Fox News, there have been more than 200,000 migrant encounters in the month of December. And as a migrant caravan of thousands travel through Mexico, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas made the trip south to Mexico City. Officials say the meeting with President Andres Obrador focused on the, quote, urgent need for lawful pathways and additional enforcement actions by partners throughout the region. Talks also include reopening ports of entry across the border. Back home, Republican members of Congress, like Kentucky's Andy Barr on Varney and Co., aren't impressed. This administration refuses to follow the law and, frankly, refuses to protect the homeland. Senate Republicans and Democrats are currently trying to negotiate a deal on border security reforms in exchange for passing President Biden's emergency spending package, where over $13 billion would go towards border security. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. You know, I made a mistake early on in the election cycle by tweeting out support of Nikki Haley when she very the very first day she announced. And the reason was because I thought of her as, hey, this is Trump's this is Trump's UN ambassadors. This is this is, you know, one of Trump's main foreign policy uh, appointments during the Trump administration. And she'd been strong on the federal debt. But then she came out and said that she believes in man-made global warming. And I'm sorry if you're going to come out and say you believe in man-made global warming, then you're missing some of these major points. Uh, meanwhile, we got to wait for the Montana Supreme Court to issue decisions on our voter ID laws, our voter integrity laws. We're waiting for the Montana Supreme Court to issue um, orders on this climate kids lawsuit. Isn't it odd that so much of what's important and what's going on right now is simply waiting for the courts to issue decisions. Uh, this is Montana Talks, and we've got open phones, so we're going to go straight to Nancy in a roundup. Nancy, thanks so much for calling. Hey, good morning, David. Uh, just an update on that uh, Southern Board of Security. Uh, but first, I, I just want to mention a couple of things just for fun, because it's for, it's, uh, you know, the end of the, new, of the, the, the uh, 2020 Oh, excuse me, I gotta get it together here. <laughs> You're good. You're good. No, I was just, I was just talking. Okay, it's the end of the year. Okay, I'm so sorry, but everybody's talking about the twelve thirty one twenty three uh, date, and uh, numerologists are just going insane because this means a hopeful, uh, hopeful uh, aspiration turning the page on a year, and uh, the date marks a rare occurrence as twelve. 3123 comes once every 100 years. The next such date will be December 31st, 2123. So that's what all the fuss is about on that. But I want to mention, too, that um, this is uh, the year of the Chinese dragon, and um, it's really going to be um, a powerful year for anyone born under the dragon sign. Uh, many opportunities and challenges as a dragon symbolizes change and adaptability in the wood element, bringing growth and renewal. So that's what uh, 2024 under the Chinese uh, zodiac sign uh, dragon is going to bring. And also the, the, the astral sign of Gemini. That's going to be the most significant uh, sign in 2024. Uh, and uh, former President Donald Trump's born under Gemini, and that he is supposed to have a tremendous year. Anybody born under the sign of Gemini is supposed to have a great year, Good. wealth, challenges, government, whatever. But uh, getting uh, to that southern border, um, 
I heard some things this morning, and uh, I still don't trust Mayorkas. He sounded too uh, happy and hopeful, and I don't know uh, what he and uh, Blinken uh, gave to the president of Mexico, but it looks like they're pulling a, a camp of migrants away from the Rio Grande and taking them further down into Mexico, and uh, they want to uh, stop visas. Uh, and uh, that uh, beast train, they want, uh, they don't want it to come anywhere near the border anymore, bringing people in, and uh, several other things. But they said that uh, the significance of the meeting, the details are going to be uh, uh, told to us later. And uh, I heard quickly, uh, new speaker Mike Johnson, he did say that they're taking their time. It's going to be a while before they come to any. Uh, conclusion on, on uh, what's going to happen there at the border. They're not going to be pushed to rush into any decisions with uh, concerning amnesty or anything else. So thank God that's uh, something that we've got going for us, and uh, hopefully they're going to stop this caravan that's on its way because, like you mentioned yesterday, the organizers said that nothing's going to stop them. They're going to come in one way or the other. So I, I'm hoping and praying that they, they don't do that because it could really lead to some uh, terrible, terrible violence along the Tex-Mex border, and we really don't need to see that at all. Well, have they ever stopped one of these caravans? I mean, this isn't the first caravan. I'm not aware of them ever stopping one. Uh, not to much. The only one is President Trump. He stopped him. Uh, yes, during his, when he was president, he had, part of his deal was is that the Mexican military had to go along the Guatemala and Mexican border, and I guess that is really corrupt there. And uh, the, the Mexican uh, military did stop many, many thousands of people. And then there was a couple of instances when they actually broke through and, and uh, got violent with the Mexican military. Uh, that's very weak anyways. And, but uh, there have been attempts, and uh, they need to stop them. That's part of the deal. They don't want to give these people visas, and they want to keep them from entering Mexico in the first place. So I don't, I'll guarantee you, David, for sure we're going to pay for everything. Mexico's not going to give us a dime on any of this border security at all. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, good call, as always. You know, I, so the, new, the news is that Joe Biden just got done with his Christmas vacation at Camp David, and now he's off to the U.S. Virgin Islands, and he's sending Blinken and Mayorkas, I guess, down to meet with the Mexican president. Um, how, how do you think that conversation is going to go? That, that conversation is going to go like this, okay? Blinken and Mayorkas go there to talk to AMLO, uh, Abdu something Manuel Lopez Obrador. He's known as AMLO, so we'll just call him AMLO. They're going to go up to AMLO down there in Mexico, and they're going to say, look, look, AMLO, Joe Biden has got a re-election campaign next year in 2024. Um, one of the big issues that Americans care about, according to the polling, is illegal immigration. So AMLO, president of Mexico, can you please help Joe Biden win re-election next year by doing something about this insanity and all of these illegals running up your country and, you know, people coming from hundreds of countries all around the world to try to get into Mexico? So can you please help us get this under control just for 2024? Just for 2024, we'll try to get Biden re-elected. And then, look, after that. We're going to open up the gates. We're going to open up the gates. So let's put on a little show here for 2024 that we're actually going to try to do something about the border. We'll take care of it in 24, and then after that, we'll open it up again. And AMLO is going to say, yes, sir, we'll do that for Biden. 
Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, as the year begins to draw to a close, U.S. pork exports certainly continue to be the star of the red meat show. And during our National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention in Kansas City, U.S. Meat Export Federation Chair Randy Spronk from Minnesota told me that 2023 has been a monster of a year for U.S. pork to Mexico. You know, pork exports, uh, obviously, we know we need to move some product off our market domestically here. It's great to see what's happening, you know, as we as we look south into Mexico, the phenomenal increase uh, uh, in the volume to Mexico, the value that's in Mexico. We're setting records uh, on the pork side, uh, you know, as we export our product here. On the beef side, as cow-calf producers across the West recover and rebuild herds following severe drought, he says South Korea remains a top priority for USMEF. You look at the beef side, we obviously understand the cow herds have been reduced here due to drought, uh, you know, which we have empty. It's going to take a little more time to uh, rebuild that cow herd. But, you know, you know, there is such a value there. Uh, it was great to be able to see uh, U.S. beef products uh, uh, prepared and cooked in South Korea uh, just a month ago uh, uh, in Seoul. Uh, phenomenal the demand that uh, isn't there for the U.S. product uh, in these foreign countries. And he says that checkoff programs are a big reason for the success on the return on investment back to producers from U.S. red meat exports. You know, I think you don't, each one of these farmers don't have to look very far to see some of the economic uh, studies that have been done. They all show multiple time returns uh, for that checkoff investment when they actually uh, pay that checkoff and it's used to be able to fund organizations like the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Now you can always find a detailed summary of export results for U.S. beef, pork, and lamb, including market-specific highlights on the USMEF website, which is usmef.org. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. Even when the weather works against you, even when the unexpected at Torgerson's Equipment, we know what matters most. Community. Family. Torgerson's Equipment. Working every day to make your day more productive. Case skid steers and track loaders are always easy to operate with lift and horsepower ranges to choose from. Get the work done with Case to handle any ranch job. Pulse Growers, don't miss the Northern Pulse Growers Annual Convention, Tuesday, January 23rd at the Sleep-In and Suites in Minot, North Dakota. Featured speakers include Dr. Joe Outlaw on Ag Policy, Jacob Shapiro on Geopolitics and U.S. Agriculture, Nicole Atchison from Purist about Pulse Innovations, and Chuck Penner with the U.S. Pulse Market Outlook. Get more information and register today at northernpulse.com. Well, the USDA has announced marketing assistant loan rates for the 2024 crop graded wool by Micron Class. And for Micron, less than 18.6, the loan rate per pound clean basis is $4.43. 18.6 to 19.5 Micron, $3.93. 19.6 to 20.5 Micron, $3.64. And 20.6 to 22 micron, $3.43. 
The loan rate for mohair per pound is $4.20. However, loan rates for ungraded wool and mohair are unchanged and remain the same from the prior crop year. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Is there anybody out there that's supporting Nikki Haley in the 2024 GOP presidential primary? 406-294-0970 if you want to call in on that topic. Uh, just just bizarre to see the media obsession with Nikki Haley and the, the constant promotion of Nikki Haley by the media. And everybody's acting as if Nikki Haley is now the, the main challenger to Trump. And, and Ron DeSantis is still leading Nikki Haley in the polling. So it's just a complete, uh, you know, just disconnect from reality when you read these mainstream media articles. And it's just it's just bizarre. Um, but again, I, I wanted to go back to this issue of how it seems like so much stuff of what, what's happening in our society and in our politics is basically just what are the courts doing, whether it's the federal courts, whether it's the Colorado Supreme Court, whether it's all these other courts. Donald Trump tweeted out he's 35 and one or he truthed out. Sorry, Donald Trump truthed out that he's 35 and one on these 14th Amendment ballot access cases. The 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 one loss is Colorado. Um, and, and so but it's crazy to me that our politics is so. Uh, centered around what the courts are doing and that's this is in montana but it's also nationwide that's not how it's supposed to be i don't think that courts and judges are supposed to be making the most politically fraught politically controversial decisions on all of these issues frankly when i was in law school i learned of a, a legal doctrine called the political question doctrine and the political question doctrine is a um what do they call that a prudential jurisprudential or a, a prudential jurisprudence, something like that um, doctrine where basically the courts historically uh, have chosen not to get not to take cases that are that they consider to be a political question. Um, and so things like, you know, who should be on the ballot, um, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of policies should a state follow um, all of these cases out there. And, and I, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump argued the political question doctrine or the Colorado Republican Party. Um, I saw there's a, a story out today this morning about how the Colorado Republican Party has filed a petition for writ of certiorari with the United States Supreme Court asking the Supreme Court to take up that Colorado uh, decision. Um, and there's a lot of misunderstanding out there from people. A lot of people think you can appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. You cannot appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, you can file a petition for a writ of certiorari. You can also file various other petitions for various other writs, but primarily it's a petition for writ of certiorari, basically asking the United States Supreme Court to take the case. They don't have to. In fact, they reject 95% plus of their petitions for writ. They only take certain cases. They only take cases they want to. They've got standards that they like to follow in terms of what types of cases they take. The classic sort of definition of a case the U.S. Supreme Court will take is where there's a circuit split. A circuit split is where the Ninth Circuit or the, and the Eighth Circuit or any two circuits have come down on different ways on a, on a question of federal law, constitutional law. Of course, the Colorado Supreme Court doesn't meet any of those. I'm not so sure they're going to take it, but I'm. everybody else seems to think they will.
Pelosi, Mexican and U.S. officials appear to reach an agreement on migrants on the shared border, but details are expected to be released in a joint statement at some point. The issue is a priority for the Biden administration, with Republicans in Congress demanding a crackdown on immigration in exchange for foreign aid. Unless we get a change in behavior on the southern border, we start executing the laws of the United States, we will not take up the Ukraine funding. That's Texas Congressman Keith Self and Fox Business. In Missouri, Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been released from prison three years early. She was serving a 10-year sentence after uh, pleading guilty to second-degree murder of her mom, Dee Dee, who forced Gypsy to pretend to be disabled for years. The case spawned an HBO documentary. Gypsy's then-boyfriend, Nick Godijan, admitted to killing Dee Dee. America's listening to Fox News. Did my prediction for what's going to happen in Mexico literally come true in like 10 minutes? Is that what that uh, bottom of the hour news update just said? To me, that sounded like Biden and AMLO have come to an agreement on some immigration and they're going to be issuing a joint statement today. So, again, I think our biggest problem in 2024 is going to be basically informing the voter that what John Tester is saying about him being so conservative and him being so tough on crime and him being so tough on illegal immigration and him standing up for our Second Amendment rights and all of that stuff, we're going to have to inform the voter that that's all lies. It's wrong. And so now Joe Biden going down, sending his sending his cronies down to Mexico to meet with Amwell, and now they're going to issue this joint statement. How much do you want to bet the joint statement is going to be tailored to try to help joe biden politically in 2024 it's going to be it's going to be something along the lines of oh yeah mexico agrees with joe biden that illegal immigration is bad and we need to do something about it and mexico is going to step up and and, and prevent this caravan and blah, blah. and it's all going to be just a show and and false and fake all for 2024 and so then when we're going to 2024 campaign and donald trump is campaigning on stopping illegal immigration, Joe Biden or Joe Biden and the Democrats and John Tester are going to come out and say, "Well, pfft, who cares what you know Donald Trump says about illegal immigration? Look at what Joe Biden did. Look at what John Tester did. They've cracked down. They've cracked down on uh, on all of these things, and 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 they got a they got a joint statement out of the the Mexican government to help out with these issues and blah 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 blah. It's 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 infuriating uh, because every presidential election. Every election, it, it seems like these Democrats, they come out and they all of a sudden they switch their positions. It's been it's been three or it's been it's been three years of the Biden administration now and three years of a wide open border and three years of intentional um, in, it, it, by design. the invasion. I saw a tweet yesterday that said now in Texas, text, there are now more Latinos in Texas than white people um, and you're going to want to double check me on this because my source is literally a random tweet. So you're going to want to double check this data. But I, I, there was a tweet that said um, Latinos now make up more of the population than white people in Texas. And then everybody was responding and saying this is by design. This is on purpose. This is absolutely intentional, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we've had three years of this now, three years of a wide open border, three years of Joe Biden intentionally undoing Trump's policies that secured the border. Three years of 
just processing millions and millions of illegal aid. And now, in 2024, now suddenly Joe Biden and John Tester care about the wide open southern border. Who's going to buy that? Who's going to fall for that? Sadly, there's going to be a lot of people that fall for that unless we talk to our neighbors and family and friends who may be susceptible to that and tell them the truth. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Economic research seems to have rules and customs just like anything else. And the custom, for some reason, when people look at the way that income is distributed between rich and poor in most research, has been to consider pre-tax income from work and investments and to ignore the effect of taxes and government transfers. The research that gets the attention, that is, because the story that gets loudly reported from this research custom is that the whopper 1% of the earners are getting more and more of the economic pie. This gets easily transformed into cries that capitalism is broke and the rich are getting away with murder. What happens if you break with that custom? That's what one pair of researchers did recently, and their findings undo much of the story. Two federal government economists found that accounting for taxes and transfers, that the inflation-corrected income of all earners has risen, and that the after-tax share of income captured by the top 1% has hardly budged since 1960. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Well, not a single caller calling in and saying that they support Nikki Haley in the 2024 Trump primary. So maybe all this media buzz is all just complete garbage. Got a message from Kendall in Laurel. Kendall says they will make it look like something is being done at the border. They can look at the camera and totally lie with a smirk, knowing full well that the Republicans will not, cannot do a thing. Congressman Burchett is right. They have something so bad, so disgusting on the Republicans that they can literally lie with intent and nothing will be done. Uh, thanks, Kendall, for the message. Not sure on the, what Congressman Burchett said or what he's talking about. But, yeah, your, your message basically is what I was saying right there uh, before that last break, which is that, look, the, Joe Biden and John Tester are now out there, you know, claiming that they're going to be tough on illegal immigration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's just it's just complete garbage. And maybe the Republicans, uh, it, you know, the Republicans that are actually elected and, and serving in Congress or any of these other uh, elected positions, maybe they won't be able to do or say anything about it. If maybe they will, maybe they won't. We'll see. But it's up to us. It's up to us as citizens, um, as as voters. To, to bring these issues to light, which is why I've always thought talk radio is so important and, and talking about politics online and talking about politics with their friends and family and, and colleagues and acquaintances and you name it. That's our duty as citizens in a, in, in a constitutional republic like the United States. You know, it's interesting when you read these, read about life back in the 1700s and 1800s in the United States, everybody talked about politics pretty much all the time. Um, and it wasn't some, sort of negative view. There's a lot of people today that say, oh, you should never, ever, 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 never, ever talk about religion or politics. And it's like, well, religion and politics are like the two most important, two most important things to talk about. Uh, so I don't know why we, we can't do that. Meanwhile, here in Montana, we're simply waiting on the Montana Supreme Court uh, to issue a uh, to someday make a decision on the Climate Kids uh, lawsuit. And so I couldn't believe this quote. Um this is unbelievable. So apparently the state, 
the state of Montana asked the district court to pause its decision uh, pending the appeal to the Montana Supreme Court. The judge denied that request, um, saying that the state had no evidence that analyzing greenhouse gas emissions and climate impacts would cause them irreparable harm. So here's the here's the that's actually not the crazy thing. The crazy thing is is this next quote from the from the district court. But just responding to that, okay, if all we're supposed to do is analyze greenhouse gas emissions and climate impacts, um, okay, well here's here's a permit application. We we analyzed greenhouse gases, we analyzed climate impact, and we don't care, and we don't care how many greenhouse gases this. We don't care what. Uh, you know, radical leftist weirdos, how, what they say this is going to do to the climate. We analyzed it. We don't care. It Permit issued. I mean, is that what we can do now? Because is that all we're supposed to do is analyze greenhouse gas emissions and climate impacts? Of course, probably not. What they're Because that would probably then result in another one of these lawsuits funded by your taxpayer dollars. Um, because they're going to then just sue and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, you... You said you didn't care about greenhouse gas emissions, and yeah, you analyzed it, but that wasn't, that's not a, that's an arbitrary and capricious decision, and that's not what the law requires, and you actually have to care about these things. Okay, we care about them, and we looked at them, and we just think on balance that it's better for us to have a natural gas-fired power plant here in Billings, or Laurel, or wherever, and we're going to go, oh, there's another lawsuit. We're looking at just endless litigation over these issues as far as i can tell here's the crazy thing the district court said quote the uncontested evidence at trial established that a transition to renewable energy will help montana's environment really are 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 we gonna are are we gonna have 300 open pit mines here in montana to meet the demand for all of the the batteries and the solar panels and the windmills because that's what's required to do what these radical leftists want to do, you're looking at over 300 open pit mines to try to get these minerals and materials. Really? Is that, that That's really good for the environment? Okay. All right. So, well, that's what the, the district courts thinks, that transitioning to renewable energy will help Montana's environment. Ne- never mind the toxic toxic uh, materials and toxic sludge that leaks out of these batteries when they're put. Never mind the fact that uh, windmills... Uh, windmills can't be recycled and they're they're filling up massive massive dumps and they're just being uh you know buried under the ground because they can't be recycled can't be they don't last for very long never mind the fact that these solar panels um take up more land mass than you could ever imagine never mind the fact of all these different mines and greenhouse gases and other stuff that needs to be done to to create these solar panels never mind the fact that a lot of this green energy technology is coming from china where they've completely destroyed the environment and continue to completely destroy the environment no no, never mind all that it's uncontested evidence that the transition to green energy will will help montana's environment improve the health of its citizens quote unquote especially montana's children oh boy and here's the crazy one and save montana energy consumers money so the district court in montana found that it's uncontested uncontested evidence of course it's probably not uncontested that this is the court's interpretation of the evidence i'm sure the state contested uh that a transitioning to renewable energy will save Montana energy consumers money. That is false. That is not true. 
transitioning to renewable energy, first of all, we're not transitioning to renewable energy. They're tearing down the dams. These hydroelectric dams are renewable energy. Do Democrats know that? Hey, leftists out there, do you guys know hydroelectric dams are renewable energy? That's renewable. They're tearing it down. How can you say we're in a transition to renewable energy when you're literally out there tearing down our renewable energy sources? Um, Anyway, this is crazy. Saying that transitioning to renewable energy will save Montana energy consumers money is just flat wrong. Everybody knows that it's extremely, extremely expensive to, to try to transition to renewable energy. It's, it's outrageously, we can't do it. We can't afford it. The, 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 the cheapest and most reliable energy is fossil fuels. That's what we need. You want to pay, pay through the nose for energy, then we can transition to renewable energy. You want to send trillions to China to try to get as many windmills and solar panels as we would need to do this? You know, great. That, that's not going to save us any money, though. That's going to be more expensive. I mean, it's just, it's crazy that, you know, this is the kind of stuff that you're up against in some of these lawsuits. Defendants had the opportunity, listen to this, defendants had the opportunity to dispute this evidence at trial, but they did not. Who Who would ever even think that you would have to dispute the fact that transitioning to renewable energies is gonna cost us a whole bunch more money? Um, anyway, so th- this this article goes on and on and on um, about this whole climate kids lawsuit. This is a, this climate kids lawsuit is is just very very similar to the Colorado decision in in terms of you know basically the American people are like thirty five and one on these types of cases. Just to use the same number that Trump truthed out uh, regarding the the Fourteenth Amendment disqualification issue. These cases have been filed all around the country, lots of them, just like the cases under the 14th Amendment to remove Trump from the ballot have been filed all around the country, lots of them. And guess what? They've all lost. All of the 14th Amendment cases lost except Colorado, and all of these climate kids lawsuits lost except this one in Montana. So kind of embarrassing, frankly. I'm embarrassed as a Montana, as a Montanan, as a citizen here, as a voter here. I'm completely embarrassed that these this type of bogus case would see its first success nationwide after loss, after loss, after loss, after loss in every other state. And then now here in Montana, boom, now they now they get their win. It's embarrassing. Uh, it's it's sad. You know, as as an attorney, it's embarrassing uh, to, to hear to see to see a district court in Montana find that the transition to renewables is going to save us money when we've got i mean how many studies and reports and news stories and experts do we have to listen to talk about how outrageously expensive this is it's just crazy to think that the cheapest energy is obviously fossil fuels oh boy senator danes put out a statement um on a report that the biden administration had actually wanted to keep the China spy balloon secret. Uh, so this is this was a really disturbing story. Joe Biden and, and the Democrats and the testers of the world, when they knew that the that the Chinese communists had spent the, sent a spy balloon over the United States to to spy on us and our uh, military bases, they said, "Let's try to let's try to hide this from the American people. Let's keep this a secret." Unbelievable. And, of course, Tester was right there. 
with Biden and the Democrats wanting to keep that a secret. It just so happened that luckily we spotted it and we exposed it. Just goes to show the importance of the citizen journalist. Everybody should be live streaming everything in 2024. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Well, Linda, by the way, tequila. loves the shishi restaurants that have all the... First of all, that's not necessarily true. Well, I like a good steak restaurant. Good I, like, I do. I like I like the restaurant. You like those fancy little No I have you met me? You're I'm not li- you're not like me. If you're like uh, me. I think you've been to a few nicer restaurants than yeah, me. Yeah, I'm 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 admitting that what, But I'm telling you when I can't decipher what the hell is on the menu because of what it is and I, that's when I might say a turn around and I don't care who I'm with. I'm like, do you have a children's menu? I will say it loudly. I will say it proudly. I don't care. I don't like this stuff. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. Not much has gone right on Capitol Hill this year. America, it's been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Congress in 2023. And we haven't even gotten to former Congressman George Santos. There was the rocky 15-day Speaker's election in January, the longest Speaker election in 164 years. Then there was the 22-day odyssey to tap a new Speaker. And we still haven't gotten to George Santos. By October, the colleagues of former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy ousted him. Congress approved a meager 30 bills this year, which President Biden signed into law, and we still haven't gotten to George Santos. One senator tried to start a fistfight with a witness during a hearing. GOP Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett then chased McCarthy down the hall after the former speaker poked him in the kidneys. The House censured three Democrats this year for their conduct, including New York Democrat Jamal Bowman for pulling a false fire alarm. However, the coup de grace may have been when a videotape emerged of aides having sex in a Senate hearing room. And we still never got to former congressman. Message from the Ad Council. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Got a message here from Les in Three Forks. Les says... Hey, one thing that goes along with what you were talking about is the media and how they help the Dems come in before elections and lie. My own dad is a conservative, but he does not believe there is fake news. He gets mad when I try to educate him on how they spin or actually lie on different network 
networks about topics or they just plain don't cover it. He says, son, it's just news. It's not left. It's not right. It's just news. This is why so many people get sucked in by Democrat lies. Much of the media helps them carry out the lie. People don't know the news is no longer what it once was. Thanks, David. Less, 100% right. Very well said, Les. Couldn't agree more. That's why I, I still think it's so worthwhile for for conservatives to to focus on the mainstream media and pointing out um, all the fake news and all the lies and all. It's not just biased anymore. It's not just bias. It's straight up lies, straight up fake information, false information. Um, so that's that's what we're dealing with. And you're right. Less. A lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people still think that your your local TV news, your local newspaper, uh, the the big national news, cable news, um, you know, any of these, uh, the AP, Yahoo News, wh- whatever source it is, NPR. A lot of people still think these sources are not complete liars. Complete, of course, they're Democrats. Most of these. Journalists are Democrats, so of course they're of course they have no morals and will lie and do anything because they justify it in their own head by hey we're promoting uh, we're promoting uh, progressivism, which is this wonderful thing, and so the ends justify the means, and so we're going to do it. You know, uh, Mark Levin has a really good book out uh, on the media. I can't remember what it's called right now. It's Mark Levin's uh, book on the media. I read it, um, and he he goes through the history of the media. And, and talks about um, how they basically have switched away from professional journalism. There used to be there used to be this notion in the media that we're professional journalists, that we have uh, journalistic integrity and journalistic ethics, and they do just want to report the facts and, and, and things like that. They've switched from that. They, they journalists and journalism used to be used to believe that the most moral and ethical thing was to report the facts. And, and be truthful and present both sides, et cetera, et cetera. They've changed uh, their, their theory. Now journalists think that the moral and ethical thing to do is to promote radical left-wing ideology, to, to, to promote anti-American beliefs, uh, and, and the ends justify the means. And, you know, their, their reasoning for it is the same reasoning uh, for Barack Obama's foreign policy, which is America's a bad country, America's an evil country, America and Montana got here from genocide and, you know, slavery and everything else, and all of our all of our wealth is unjust and unfair and, frankly, ought to be given back to other people, and so anything we can do to take down, take down the American people, the American people are a bunch of genocidal invaders, a horrible people, they don't deserve the money they have, and that ought to be given back to the people they stole it from, quote unquote. This is what Democrats think, and so they can justify sort of anything by, by using that train of thought. Steve Daines put out a statement on this, uh, this Biden administration uh, report about, the, about, not a Biden administration report, report about the Biden administration trying to hide the fact that there was a Chinese communist spy balloon over the United States. Senator Daines uh, says, quote, the Biden administration's foreign policy failures continue to get worse. As if it wasn't enough that the Chinese spy balloon flew over Montana's nuclear missile fields unabated, now we find out from NBC News that the administration intended to hide it from Congress and the public. I'm not sure which is worse, letting a spy balloon fly across the country or thinking the American people may not notice. Thanks to our own Montana media, especially Larry Meyer, who took the initial photographs, the American people became aware China was spying on us in plain sight. The report raises questions about the admin's handling of yet another national security situation. 
and the effort to cover up the incident is unacceptable. I agree with Senator Danes on that one. We'll be right back. When I smoke weed, I get lost in the music. I like to isolate each instrument. The rhythmic bass, the harmonies on the piano, sticky melody. Babe, there's someone crossing the street. Sorry, I, I didn't see him there. If you feel different, you drive different. Don't drive high. It's dangerous and illegal everywhere. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> 